Hello and welcome to Topping Tech. My name is Colin Darcy. I'm a Senior Practice Director of Global Council and the regular host of this podcast. Today, we're going to talk about developments in Congress over the last week or so, which suggest that there could be newfound momentum for the ever-elusive US federal privacy law. To talk us through this is Agolma Wenkwo from GC's Washington DC office and who leads on US privacy policy within Global Council. So welcome, Agolma, and thanks very much for joining us today. So before we go on to talking about why things may have changed in recent weeks and the, what might happen in the next few weeks, could you just start off by giving listeners the backstory to attempts to secure a federal privacy law, and in particular, why one was not agreed before the midterms in November? Thanks, Conan. So currently, the data of Americans are protected by a patchwork of state and sector-specific laws, such as a law that protects financial information and a law that protects health information, more commonly known as HIPAA. Democrats and Republicans have both publicly expressed the need for federal privacy legislation and to shift away from a state-by-state approach. But Congress has tried and failed for decades to pass a law to protect the data privacy of Americans. So back in 2000, the Federal Trade Commission called on Congress to pass a federal law that would protect the basic rights of all Americans. And this was the first of many similar recommendations made by the agency. And it really echoed similar pleas for action from leading privacy groups at the time. Congress was unsuccessful in 2000, and over 20 years later, despite exhaustive debate, dozens of bills and hearings, the U.S. still does not have a federal privacy law. And there are a few of what I'll call endgame issues that consistently impact the success of federal privacy legislation, and those are state preemption, which would allow a federal law to override state laws and private right of action, which is essentially the right for individuals to bring lawsuits for statutory violations. Now, Democrats tend to prefer the inclusion of a private right of action, while Republicans generally tend to oppose it. And these are two of the most polarizing issues when it comes to privacy legislation, but they need to be addressed if privacy legislation is to become law here in the U.S. And we saw this most recently with the Bipartisan American Data Privacy and Protection Act, also known as ADPPA, which was introduced last summer. And ADPPA was huge because it became the first comprehensive federal privacy bill to make it out of the House Energy and Commerce Committee and into the full chamber for consideration and potential votes. But despite the progress that ADPPA made in the House, it was ultimately unsuccessful because of these endgame issues. For example, We saw several states reject the preemption aspect of the legislation, with California being the most vocal of all the states. And this disapproval really contributed to the APA not being heard on the House floor due to the deference paid to California's comprehensive privacy law, particularly by former House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. And in the Senate, we saw Senator Maria Cantwell, who chairs the Senate Commerce Committee, never signed on to the original draft of the bill because she viewed it as being too weak on enforcement and instead she favored her own legislation the consumer online privacy rights act otherwise known as copra and this proved to be really significant because as chair of the senate committee with the jurisdiction over adppa 
her support would have been a prerequisite for the bill to reach the Senate floor for a full vote. So with all of this said, um, we do expect the ADPPA to be reintroduced in the House Energy and Commerce Committee um, in the in the coming weeks. So there's a, a curious issue this, the government, particularly to those of us who are based in the States and aren't immersed in the ins and outs of US politics. Our assumption would normally be that such pieces of legislation get held up because of failure of bipartisanship, the partisan nature, and that you have both sides pulling in different directions. But perhaps apart from that issue you raised about private right of action, in general, it sounds like there is a consensus or at least a very emerging consensus behind this across both sides of the House. It's just that the details, and perhaps it's about a question of political will and political capital that needs to be expended to prioritize this above other priority issues, and perhaps that's been lacking in the past. We started off this podcast by talking about whether there would be newfound momentum around a federal privacy law. And the reason why we would think that is that we had the hearing last week with the CEO of TikTok, and we won't go into the ins and outs of that particular hearing and the implications for US-China relations, because there's been lots written about it elsewhere. But one thing that came up throughout that hearing um, were many representatives arguing the case for federal privacy laws. And there was a lot of noise around that throughout the discussion. Are we talking again about the ADPPA that you just mentioned, or is it something else that we're looking likely to see come up over the course of the next few months in Congress? Yeah, so the House Energy and Commerce Committee members were largely talking about the ADPPA, which was, as I mentioned, introduced in the committee last year. Kathy McMorris-Rogers, who chairs the committee, and Frank Pallone, who is the ranking member, are ADPPA's co-sponsors. And they both highlighted during the hearing the need for a federal privacy law, with Pallone explicitly stating that the U.S. can't wait any longer to pass the comprehensive privacy legislation during his opening remarks at the hearing. And we also saw other committee members, such as Kathy Castor, say that the hearing should serve as a broader call to action on federal data privacy. Now, there was a lot of discussion about, during the hearing, about kids' online safety and the conversation about a federal privacy law in many ways centered around this need to protect children online. But I think that this feeds into this broader interplay between comprehensive privacy legislation and privacy legislation focused specifically on children. Uh, children's online safety is a topic with broad bipartisan support and passing narrower Privacy legislation focused on children can really be viewed as low-hanging fruit compared to getting something more comprehensive across the finish line. The House committee members were really talking about the ADPPA. It creates an opening for discussion on children's online privacy legislation. Now, what we're seeing in the Senate is that children's online safety is back on the agenda. The Senate Judiciary Committee has recently held hearings on protecting children online. And in February, we saw three Democratic senators introduce a bill called the Clean Slate for Kids Online Act, which would give U.S. citizens um, a right to demand tech companies delete personal information collected before a child turned the age of 13. It's interesting. When I was talking to a former federal regulator about the lack of digital regulation in the U.S., 
their view was very firmly that the place you always start if you want to advocate for new digital regulation has to be with children. That's where the most emotive arguments will be and that's where you are likely to form a majority in a way which is harder to do in other areas. So I think what you're leading us onto there, Agora, is something along those lines. But what I can't quite work out then is, on the one hand, we have the ADPPA. Under the other, we have efforts in the Senate and elsewhere to focus more on, on children's privacy rights. Like, how do they interact together? Is one in place of the other or are they complementary? What would that look like and how would that interact with the ADA? Yeah, so this is a really interesting question. So a children's online privacy law could be something like the clean slate for children's for kids online act, which I just mentioned, or it could look like something more robust, such as the Kids Online Safety Act, which was introduced last year and made it out of committee with unanimous support, but didn't clear the entire Senate. So this is an act that would impose a duty of care on online platforms to really act in the best interest of minors and to strive to mitigate the harms from using their services and products. And Senator Richard Blumenthal is renewing his push for the Kids Online Safety Act with co-author Senator Marshall Blackburn. So we can likely expect this to be reintroduced. Now, I also think that what we could potentially see is a sort of blend of laws that we are seeing at the state level. So last year, California enacted the age-appropriate design code, which, among other provisions, requires online platforms to proactively assess the privacy and protection of children in the design of any digital products or service that they offer. So for example, the online accounts of children have to be set to the highest privacy settings. On the other hand, Utah's governor just signed into law two stringent children's safety bills that will prohibit social media companies from allowing minors to have an account unless they have the explicit consent of their parents or guardians. And it also gives uh, parents access to their child's accounts, among other provisions. And I think that these are the two models we are seeing or we are broadly seeing other states emulate as they work to enact their own children's privacy legislation. And these models could influence the legislation that could ultimately come out of Congress. And the bottom line in all of this is that in a Congress that's very bitterly divided on a lot of issues, Republicans and Democrats agree that social media and tech can harm kids and their mental health, whether now, whether Congress will ultimately pass something comprehensive versus a law specific to children remains an open question, but it is quite likely to be an either-or situation. I think that if something is passed on children, we can expect something to subsequently be passed on comprehensive privacy legislation. But if something comprehensive is passed, it's less likely that something specific on children will be passed because children will ultimately be, children's protections will ultimately be incorporated into a comprehensive um, legislation. Now, I think that there is preference for something to get done on comprehensive privacy, but in lieu of that, we could very well see a privacy law specific to children, at least in the meantime. Great. So it's quite a confusing situation to for those of us who, again, are fully immersed in it. What we have is we may see a children's bill go through first, if indeed we get any bill that goes through. Uh, but that doesn't necessarily rule out 
afterwards there being something more comprehensive. But if we see the comprehensive model, the ADPPA, go first, then I guess what you're saying is that will already incorporate children's privacy as well as everyone else's privacy at the same time. It, it just depends a little bit. So what that all hinges on there, Goma, is whether any of these pieces of legislation will see the light of day. So I think we need to get into the politics of this. And you've talked about California a few times on this podcast episode so far. And you mentioned the position of Nancy Pelosi and other Californian representatives who have been keen to protect California's comprehensive privacy law and ensure that it isn't superseded by a federal law that gives no level of protections. So if that was the case before the midterms, why would Californian Democrats now suddenly change their minds and support a federal federal level piece of legislation now? Yeah, so broadly speaking, privacy legislation tends to be a bipartisan issue and there are calls from industry, civil society and lawmakers to get something done. Even in President Biden's State of the Union address in February, he directly called on Congress to act on privacy legislation. But whether the legislation succeeds comes down to these endgame issues that I mentioned in the beginning of state preemption and private right of action, among other factors. For example, there are ongoing politics in the Senate to monitor. So Senate Commerce Committee Chair Murray Cantwell still hasn't publicly stated that she supports the ADPPA. Also, with Senator Roger Wicker's move to a different committee, Senator Ted Cruz has filled in the role as the top Republican on the Senate Commerce Committee, and it's not entirely clear where he falls on the legislation. And this is really significant because Roger Wicker was a major supporter of the ADPPA, and this means you had three of the four committee leaders support this legislation. So you had the two in the House Energy and Commerce Committee and one in the Senate Commerce Committee. Now we only know with certainty that we have the support of the two committee leaders in the House. The California angle in all of this is a very interesting one. And what we saw with ADPPA in the last Congress was California officials launch a full campaign against the bill's state preemption provision. Democrats from the states say a federal law would should establish national minimum standards that states can then build on to increase privacy protections. And the campaign ultimately succeeded with former Speaker Nancy Pelosi aligning with the Californian advocates. She issued a statement basically saying that the ADPPA should continue to protect Californians and that states should be allowed to address rapid changes in technologies on their own accord. And we saw that she chose to not bring the bill to the floor for votes. Now, there's a question of whether under the new Republican leadership in the House, the ADPPA will make it to the floor for votes. And House Republicans were um, quite on board with the ADPPA because it would preempt state laws, creating a ceiling for how far privacy legislation could reach. Kevin McCarthy, despite being a Californian, has expressed support in the past for federal privacy legislation. So it's very possible that in his role as House Speaker that he will bring the bill to the floor for the full House to vote on it if it actually passes out of the House Energy and Commerce Committee again. But even though he said he's in favor of a federal privacy law, it's still unclear where he lands on ADPPA specifically. 
Ultimately, California will again try to stand in the way. California's Attorney General, Rob Bonta, the Governor, Gavin Newsom, and the Director of the California Privacy Protection Agency have already sent a joint letter to Congress reinforcing their prior case against preemption. Right. So let's say that somehow or another the preemption issue is dealt with. So we have potentially the numbers that you need on the Democrat side. You mentioned at the end there that we strayed into what, what's happening in the House, with the House Republicans. Why would Republicans want to give the Biden administration a win on this? What are the motivations for bipartisan cooperation on this particular issue as we look ahead? Yeah, so data privacy legislation has been in the works for decades across multiple administrations. And the conversation has not been one about who is in power. It has consistently come down to these challenges, these challenging issues of state preemption and private right of action. And there are a couple of reasons why Republicans would work with Democrats on this and ultimately give the Biden administration a win. So first, it's something that most Americans want to see. So there have been polls which suggest that over 80% of Americans are concerned about their data privacy and roughly the same percentage want Congress to act. Second, there is a recognition that a federal privacy law is necessary before too many state privacy laws take effect. So this coming year, five states, California, Utah, Virginia, Colorado, and Connecticut have data privacy laws, comprehensive data privacy laws coming into effect with some already in fact as of January of this year. And this adds to the urgency of getting something comprehensive of, on the books at the federal level before more state laws are passed and more before more state laws are passed for the complicating the preemption argument. Third, Republican lawmakers would prefer for Congress to pass a federal privacy law instead of the Federal Trade Commission, which is considering rulemaking on the data privacy and commercial surveillance practices of companies. And Kathy McMorris-Rogers shares the FCC's data privacy objectives, but has explicitly stated that robust privacy protections should come through elected representatives and not federal agencies. And lastly, a comprehensive privacy bill is generally viewed as being a positive for businesses because it will create a simpler and more cost-effective landscape for companies to navigate. And this aspect is particularly of interest to pro-business Republicans who want to create an enabling regulatory environment for companies to. I think the really interesting one to watch there, not just for privacy, but more broadly, is that dynamic between the states on the one hand and federal level action, where we've seen this impasse Congress for several years around digital policy and with California is always cited as the state that is, is most in the lead on this, but you've just listed off a handful of others on privacy, but we've also seen the same on AI. We've seen content regulation, various other areas. The state is starting to fill into that vacuum. And it'll be extremely interesting on privacy, but also more broadly, the extent to which that does stimulate action in Congress uh, to avoid there being this patchwork across the US where companies have to deal with multiple legal regimes, which obviously, as you say, is not something that businesses will want to see. So just to conclude, Ogobwe, could we just get a little sense of what we should be looking out for going forward? Is there an obvious staging post of where we expect the bill to be introduced, whether that's the ADPPA or another piece of legislation? What should listeners keep an eye out for? 
The timeline for reintroducing the ADPPA as well as child safety bills such as the Kids Online Safety Act is still up in the air. But I think that the fact that Congress is having data privacy hearings is a positive indicator that legislation is coming down the pipeline soon. So sadly, we can't point to a specific date for you listeners, but we will obviously cover this very closely. And should we find ourselves in a situation where one or several of these bills are starting to make real progress within Congress, then I'm sure Goldman will come back to do follow-up episodes to analyze the chances for that finally becoming law. So thank you for taking us through that today. And for those on the line, if you, your business or your investment are exposed to the federal US privacy policy issues that we've been talking about, please don't hesitate to get in touch. Uh, You can find our contact details on the GC website at www.global-council.com or via the link in the podcast notes. Thanks again. See you next week. Bye-bye.